0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Jay Steamers Podcast. This is episode number 91, dedicated to a man who, on May 1st, 1991, pitched his seventh career no-hitter, yes, seven. You heard that correctly, Mr. Nolan Ryan. And as always, thank you for listening and downloading to another episode of the podcast. On today's episode, we have Mr. Julian Galarte and Bobby Thompson, co-host of GNT Sports Talk, coming on to talk about the possibility about when baseball could come back and a whole lot more. Julian and Bobby are two best friends. The idea of the podcast being birthed was birthed in in Julian's garage, and that comes up in the midst of us talking, and we just have a lot of fun. Two things I want to hit on on real quick before we jump into our conversation. One, right in the middle, right before the first break, there's a little technical difficulty. The audio sounds off. And you know how big I am with audio clarity and the audio needed to be top-notch, no matter if it's me solo or if I have a guest on, which is why I recently switched to Zoom. Well, sometimes it happens. Sometimes you can't avoid it. This is one of those times where the audio, uh, error you could not avoid, got past it, got through it, and you could quickly understand, got through that thing, and we just kept moving along. Also, this was recorded on Monday evening, the same day that the new, at the current idea, the current, uh, proposal that'll be proposed here very shortly about when baseball would come back, when baseball would be, uh, back in America and baseball players would be playing. When that first came out, that was literally like a few hours before the three of us recorded, Julian and Bobby. And so we start talking about that immediately, uh, about our ideas and our thoughts behind that whole proposal. And so we kind of dive right into that as soon as that becomes starts to uh, hits the mainstream, hits Twitter, hits social media. And people start actually reacting to this news that a lot of people didn't believe at first. But even earlier in that day, there was kind of talk about that same thing going into place, but it wasn't really, rep- wasn't proposed just yet. So without further ado, let's go ahead and take a trip to Oakland, New Jersey, not the Bay over in Cali, Oakland, New Jersey to enjoy my fun conversation with two best friends, Julian and Bobby, co host of GT Sports Talk. Hey, Julian, Bobby, welcome to the podcast.
1: What's going on, buddy? How you doing?
0: Good.
2: Going, brother?
0: Good, man. Good. Glad to have you guys on here. Yes, there's two people, like I mentioned earlier in the episode, um, of this episode, we have two, uh, two guys, Julian and Bobby, good friends, um, co-hosts of a podcast as well. Um, Julian, you first, and then Bobby. Julian, how have you been coping with COVID-19 in this abnormal time in life?
2: You know, it's been a difficult stretch, especially without sports and all that. It hit the family a little bit, too. Luckily, no depth in a direct family, but had someone, um, basically a family friend that was almost like family to us, uh, it was my father's, um, my father's step, my father's, um, aunts, no, it's my aunt's father. There we go. That's the best way to put it. So, um, that we had to deal with that. And my grandfather was sick, but it wasn't covertly. We don't think I've been working still as he has. and like, we're just trying to get through it, but it's not the same. We're trying to make our content to be fun and just to help everyone get through it. I've been doing stuff on my baseball website. We've been doing our football stuff as well. I'm just trying to um trying to keep busy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Bobby, what about you? How you doing, man?
1: I mean, it's it's been really tough seeing all this happen. Taking sports away from us has been really You still there? I know a lot of people have lost family members. Um, uh, for one, my fiance, um lost uh, – she's compromised, so I wasn't able to see her for a couple weeks. And we just got back to seeing each other. It's, it's been hard, but we're just going with the flow, seeing how things go and trying to be safe. And that's all you can do now, man. It's just just being safe and doing everything to stick to it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Bobby, stick with you, then Julian as well. Um, Bobby, what kind of hobby, what have you been doing to kind of uh, pass the time? No sports, not watching anything as far as like live games. What have you been been doing, Bobby, to kind of pass the time and kind of entertain yourself?
1: Well, if people know me, I love to work out. And since I uh, can't go to the gym, I haven't been able to go to the gym in a while. I went to one with Julian last week. Um, I've been trying to work out at home. I'm really trying to get stuff for football content. Thank God, praying to God that the football season still happens um just a lot of news keeping up with Twitter and everything I've caught up on literally every show on Netflix and that's I'm a big movie guy so I've been watching a lot of movies unfortunately there were a lot of films that were supposed to come out last week uh Black Widow being one of them unfortunately it's not there I'm pretty disappointed about that but a lot of my hobbies working out seeing my fiance. I haven't been able to see her as much but movies And I've really been grinding with football content. That's really what I've been focusing on and getting more stuff out there on Twitter. Twitter's been going crazy lately with football (laughs) stuff, especially because if you don't know me, I'm a diehard Patriots fan. I just lost my quarterback and my tight end to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I've been trying to cope with that. And Patriots fans on Twitter are really funny, very hot and cold. So never know what you're going to get, but it's been, you know what, meeting new people, Nowadays, with being quarantined, because I've been quarantined so many times in the past two months, it's not even funny. So, you know, you you meet a lot of people. I've talked to a lot, numerous people about different things. And it, there's been some light at the end of the tunnel. Not a bright light, but a dim light. So,
0: yeah, that's about Ju- it. Julian, yourself?
2: Yeah, I've been just doing the baseball content, trying to see what's going on with that. We had our big NFL draft show. So, I was looking at football as much as I could. Drawing back from baseball a little bit, but now really back into baseball. So just trying to see what the day brings. And there's a bunch of stuff going on today we're going to get into soon. Hopefully it's something concrete that we can actually see put into action soon. Yeah, how do you guys – I don't
0: care. Let's go, Julian, you again first on this one. How do you guys keep up with content being um, people that would love to be insiders at one point in time in your career? How do you guys, especially right now with nothing going on, how do you keep up with it? Is it Twitter? Is it like articles you're reading? Is it podcasts or radio shows? Uh, Julian, how are you keeping up with baseball stuff right now?
2: It's basically Twitter like I'll, I'll, I'll also look at the stuff you said but Twitter is the number one source like I have all the insiders and everything I'm trying to see what goes on sometimes I'll Google stuff out of nowhere just to see if something's changed like if I see a dry period and I'll like find some stuff like USA Today had a thing how like they want to play in their own ballparks and now that's being mentioned again so I'm just like trying to dig around it's, it's tough but we got to keep ourselves busy. <laughs> you do you do Bobby.
1: So with me, it's Twitter as well. I have so many apps that give me so many alerts, and I highly recommend U Stadium, which broke baseball news today that I told Julian about. Uh, Everything with the NFL free agency, I got basically a couple minutes before anybody else from U Stadium. Uh, There's an app called Sleeper I'm on a lot. But Twitter gives – listen, there's a lot of stuff on Twitter. You learn a lot. And I know it's – sometimes, you know, people are a stretch. You know, it's not true and all that. But when I see a story, what I'll do is I'll, I'll investigate it. Like, I'll give you an example real quick. There was um, a story a couple weeks ago about Odell Beckham gate traded to the Vikings.
2: Yep. And
1: I got an alert from U Stadium. I looked on Twitter, kept looking, and I saw that it was a possibility. It was true. But the two main guys who tweet – in the NFL, Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport didn't have anything about it. So I tweeted it. Uh, not true. So I retracted it. Uh, story that the story that's the American news a lot in the past couple of days I tweeted about is the Steelers are unlikely to sign Juju Smith Schuster at the end of 2020, which literally, I tweeted that two days ago, bro, and it's still going off. My phone won't stop going off about that. And huh. I'm just like, that's two days ago. I'm kind of a kind of sick of talking about it cuz you get people like oh you know listen it's it's false and then you get Steelers fans oh good he's garbage get off my team i am just and I'm just answering them like what are you talking about and it's it's actually sometimes really funny when you tweet stuff but the one thing I when I put it out there I've got a lot of people who've dm'd me and were like you know that's good stuff where are you getting this and I gave them all the uh information and all that stuff so. I like that.
0: Yeah, I like it's, that.
1: It's I I've been you know what, Julian and I really dig deep into uh investigating this type of stuff. So that's one thing we definitely take pride in.
0: Yeah, I see Julian up there smiling, man. He must be he must love this stuff too.
1: Yeah, we love it, man.
2: Yeah, because we just love talking about this. I do the same stuff for baseball and then people will be like, That's not true. Like you get refuted a lot, like they're like, Oh, you're not verified, this and that like I'll wait till a verified person tweets it. Like, I literally say the same thing basically and they're like, You're not telling the truth. I'm like, All right, well whatever
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to start somewhere. I mean, they got, they got, they had, they were in your, in your shoes as well. Like they were somewhere like had no, had no, no backing, no, no check mark no nothing. It's just, they get sources. Just like you guys do. They, they share the information and get it out there. Um, Bobby, you mentioned something that Julian sent to me. I actually, Julian, I think I told you one of my friends sent me that same tweet you shared with me um. earlier and I was like I don't know I myself I'm thinking I don't know what's true about this I don't know if this is true but Julian the baseball stuff that you shared um kind of talk about that a, a possibility of spring training two or 2.0 whatever version you want to call it um when it could possibly come back what you thought when you saw that tweet share the details of the tweet and stuff like that
2: okay well there's a couple things going on with this there's a lot of layers here but the first thing is it lines up with everything we've been hearing for the past week plus this new proposal that's now I guess, moving a little more official, but not yet. But it says Trevor Poof tweets that spring training, too, is going to take place on June 10th, and that opening day is July 1st. And we've heard a lot of similar stuff like this, like spring training three weeks. They're targeting the um, early July to start the season. Phil Hughes backed it up just a little while ago before we started. Keith Law refuted it. Uh, Jack Flaherty and the Cardinals also refuted it. So it's very controversial right now if it's true or not. But it seems like a proposal might be put forth to Major League Baseball. It's very similar to what we've been hearing very soon maybe. I'm guessing within the next week or two you're going to hear something because you're going to have to know one way or the other if they're going to do it or not do it.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree, Bobby. Go, go, go. Pee back right off, right off that man.
1: Yeah, um, I got something from you, Stadium. I called, I sent Julian right away So I wanted. I didn't think I thought he would have known. I was like, "Oh, look at this," and he showed me. He's like, "Oh, look Surprise. at this," and I knew right after he I sent it, I knew he would investigate thoroughly about it. And it has been controversial, in my opinion. I think that it's going to happen. I really do think it's realistic. Um, I really. I still- it's I I believe it too I really do once I saw it did, and I really looked into it and he and Julian and I before we got on this we were talking about this about how it's it's controversial I I think it's I I think it's true Phil Hughes has talked to me Trevor Plouffe has talked to many people it's I, I think you're gonna hear about it in I'm gonna say a couple of weeks you're gonna hear about in a month them getting back to spring training June 10th and to me and I know Julian could advocate for this too. Whatever gets baseball back, please get it back. Please, we are all (laughs) for it.
2: Yeah, I really hope that this has legs to it. We've heard about the things with the divisions. My only question with this is, like, the divisions and the scheduling. Something I'll say about the scheduling that I saw yesterday as well as that, the plan appears to be to keep them in their own stadiums they don't want to do all the they were all the hubs they were talking about the Arizona Texas Florida seems to be taking a back seat right now. They want to get them back in their home stadiums with or without fans, most likely without them for a long time. I don't know like how that was dynamic will work, but it would make stuff easier because they could keep the original schedules from let's say they start the season July first then they're going to have to add in games take away the all star break try to replace some all um off days if you can add some double headers and then once you hit the end of September, you're going to have to add a month of games in October and then play the playoffs in November for a neutral site playoff and try to squeeze in me and Bobby have been advocating for a while about this, at least a hundred games we're hoping for before any playoff would start. Yep. We hate the World Cup tournament idea of two months. That's complete nonsense. Well, that yeah, I don't well. know if I get burst on this, but I would say BS if I was able to, but that just doesn't do it for me, but we'll see.
0: No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I didn't tell either one of you two about this. I know, Bobby, this is the first time you and I have been talking. But I read an article today in between while Julie and I were texting earlier. And Ken Rosenthal, Ken Rosenthal Sham Sharania, and then the uh, NHL writer for The Athletic, they actually did like a roundtable discussion. And in that discussion, Ken Rosenthal was asked, what would you think is the most realistic or poss- possible way for baseball to come back? And it's exactly what was tweeted today. So That's the article yeah, yeah. yeah, so the article came out before that tweet went out. And so I'm I was reading the article. I'm like, this is exactly what Julian sent to me. Spring training 2.0 starting around June 10th. And then baseball, now he says baseball starting around July 4th could be July 1st, but it doesn't really matter around that weekend, very big for our country. So it's all the same thing. And he even said in that article, he said that there would be um, people playing in their own stadiums. And that that was him just talking. He had heard some stuff possibly, but not really saying anything concrete. But it's very, very interesting that a guy that's very respected, and Ken Rosenthal says that, the article goes out, and then literally about, what, six, eight hours later, that same thing comes out. And, Julian, I know you are so happy because I know the Yankees are expecting to have a big, a big year this year.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, we still have big plans. Hopefully it's not going to look how we wanted it to, obviously. I was going to be in Baltimore opening day to watch Cole pitch. But I got to see the Rosenthal article. I didn't even know about that. I got to find out after this and share that also. That, yeah, because that plan has been circulated for the past week. Like Almost the same exact thing has been like paraphrased like ten times now.
0: Yeah. I, it was, today was the first time that I had heard about it. Um, I know it, I, can, I can, I can exactly tell all the listeners out here, Julian knows this stuff and I've been able to uh, be been privileged to have a different guest on Bobby. I can tell Bobby knows this stuff as well and they're really dissected in this and deep into it. But it's really interesting that this all happened at the same time on the same day. And when I first saw it, I was like, I don't know. I don't believe this. I don't know what to believe, but the more you look into it, the more you read, this That's is exactly the possibility it, it is. And it, I mean, People can say baseball's dying. Baseball's not as popular as it used to be, which is true. Ratings are down to things like that. But if baseball could be the first sport back, um, as far as other four major sports, I know NASCAR's coming back this this month. You have a possible um, golf tournament or golf between Phil Mickelson, Tiger Woods, uh, Tom Brady, I believe, and Peyton Manning are going to be doing their thing. But between the four big sports, if baseball can be the biggest or the first one to come back, trust me, it, it would be huge, especially Fourth of July weekend. If you have no fireworks in your town, I know a lot of places around me, they've already canceled fireworks, and I understand it. But if you can have baseball come back, that would be huge, Bobby, very huge for our country.
1: Absolutely. We need sports back. And listen, there's nothing going Our country is driven by sports. We all, and baseball is America's pastime. We don't have that right now. Right now we're in May. We'd be 31, 32 games into the season already. Yeah. We would be Julian and I had big plans going to the stadium this year. <laughs> we had a lot of stuff going. It's, yeah. it was unfortunately taken away from us, but if there's, like I said, if there's a chance to get baseball back, it needs to happen with 100 games. In my opinion, I'll say this, and Julian agrees, if it's 80 games, I'm not about it. You need 100 or more games, in my opinion. But America needs sports. The world needs sports. NASCAR coming back, I saw that, you know, with no fans. That's a plus. The golf tournament with Brady, Manning, Mickelson, and Tiger Woods, that's a big plus. Golf coming back and slowly getting – foot. and the fact that football, no one even said about a canceled season already, Oh, thank God. so so um, we need sports. We cannot wait till August and September. It's been too long. We need it back right now. And with baseball coming back, I'm going to tell you this: sport Donald, our president said he wants baseball back. He doesn't want to watch Yankee games from 14 years ago. I agree. Yeah.
2: So we, <laughs> we, old man.
1: Yeah, we want to we see something <laughs> new and And for Julian and I, we're excited this year. Jay, because we got Garrett Cole. We got our pitching staff looks great. The lineup is stacked. This could be the Yankees year for twenty eight. We want yeah. this. I've heard that for a while
0: though. I mean I, I keep hearing I keep hearing every, I keep hearing every year. I'm a Cubs fan, so I, I always say uh, this way, is our year. Is beautiful. I love it. Never been. Never been there before in my life. No, no. I haven't, been, I haven't been to many baseball stadiums. Uh, I, it was, a, I think, 2018 maybe. I had a family reunion in Boston. So I got to tour Fenway Park. There was oh, no yeah, game for me to go okay. to. Fenway but I just got to tour. Oh, beautiful, man. But one of my goals um, is to start just branching out and going to more stadiums and things like that. But you're exactly right. We need sports. And people that are sports fans – excuse me, people that are not sports fans, they don't understand our obsession with sports. They think that, oh, you guys talk about sports on a podcast for a regular basis? Like, yeah, it's fun. It's a hobby. And and people I work with, they're like, oh, so – there's no sports on what are you talking about there's a lot of stuff there's a lot more there's a lot of stuff going on a lot more than you think and when this whole thing first happened I, I actually went on a rant at the end of one of my shows saying my show's not going to stop or are going to keep going on there's going to be stuff to talk about this is back in March when I was trying to talk about the NBA MVP race and other things like that with basketball football's been dominating the headlines every single week you got football and the last dance a documentary but outside of that That's what's been dominating. But sports go on. Things are going to go on. And it's interesting to talk with you two and bring and just talk about how we're excited. I'm not a big baseball guy. I can tell you guys both are Yankee stuff on both of you. I am not a Yankees guy. And so I'm not Yankees or baseball, anything. So me getting baseball back, eh, I like to go to a baseball game a few times a year. Baseball uh, every single year for my birthday. I like to go to Great American Ballpark, see the Reds and Cubs play. The Cubs normally win. I think last year when I went, the Reds actually beat the Cubs. But that's what I like to do. And so now if baseball is first back, if they have no fans in the stands, I understand it. Most people understand it. But as soon as they allow fans to come back into the stands, trust me, I can, I can guarantee all three of us <laughs> will be buying tickets. Julian, I, could, I know you will be going to be buying tickets to start first going to games online. again. What's yeah, that
2: like I'm not gonna be one of these people that's like, oh, I'm not, af- I'm afraid to go to the game. I don't know. We busting the doors now. We get it back in the stadium. I mean, oh, we're Who going. Whoever, whatever that's gonna be, will be there waiting. The thing is, with limited tickets, I'm a little bit worried about that if they even end up selling them. But we gotta find a way if they if there's any available. But what's your favorite sport? Are You a basketball guy, football guy?
0: Favorite sport for me? Um, I'm a big basketball guy. I live in Indiana, and so basketball's kind of like <laughs> You're king. That? Oh, big Pacers fan, big Pacers fan. I didn't really watch much get my, with my job. I didn't really watch so much basketball, but Pacers basketball, I watched basketball, I didn't watch so much Pacers basketball this year than as, as I normally do. But big Pacers guy, um, I'm waiting for in this documentary for the time when they start talking about the Pacers and Bulls, the Easter Conference Finals in the 98, 97-98 uh, season, because I remember that was around the time when I was actually able to enjoy basketball and understand basketball. And so I was like, oh, like, gosh, oh, this oh is, gosh, this is, is, is going to be great. This is going to be great.
1: So, Jay, what was your reaction when you guys got rid of Paul George since you're a big Pacers fan and he was big for you guys a couple years ago?
0: I didn't want to lose him. Um, He was a a big, big part of our team, focal point, best player on the team, all-star, things like that. Um, I believe he even represented our country in the Olympics. So I didn't want to lose Paul George. But his body language towards the end of his tenure with the Pacers and some some of the things he was saying in the media, I didn't want to lose him but I could kind of see him going towards that route of leaving the Pacers. Right. And it was even very, very odd. Um, there was a, a celebrity softball tournament every summer. I think Roy Hibbert put it on, Robert Mathis, I believe. I could, I, I know Robert Mathis was involved. I forget if Roy Hibbert was or not. Um, but the, he was a part of that celebrity go- softball tournament. So there in the dugout, he was asked questions about leaving. He was like, I'm here. I'm a part of the team. I love this city, blah, 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 blah. Literally, like, within the next week, he was gone. So I'm like, Paul George, like, I, I I didn't want him to lose him as a player because I think he's still one of the best players in the NBA, but his body language and his talking he was what he was saying didn't match up with what he was doing, so I kind of expected him to leave. Um, wasn't happy because of the player that he is, but he kind of was uh, he kind of had the, we kind of saw the writing on the wall right. that yeah, he's going to be leaving here very, very soon. What was your thought? You asking me, Bobby, what was your thought when you heard that he was leaving the Pacers?
1: Um, you know what, in basketball, I feel there's no loyalty in my opinion. There's not a lot of loyalty and money talks. And The one thing, I'll tell you this, when he was on that Pacer team back in 2013, that team was stellar. Yes. And Paul George is one hell of a player. Yes. Um, I was shocked at the time. I really was. Um, I thought he would be with you guys for quite some time, but you know what? Once you talk and you, once you get to a point and you want out, you know, you'll, I felt like he kind of pushed himself out. He got what he wanted, and you know what, man? It all, it all worked out for him then. But yeah. I, I was pretty shocked because I thought when he was when they were really doing well back in 2013, 2014, I thought they they would never let him go. Never. I thought they'd give him a blank check, whatever he wants.
0: I mean, he's a guy um, – he, he he really had the opportunity to be a Pacer or to be in one city his entire career, just like a lot of us, we would love for players to be with our franchise, the good ones, the elite ones, the top ones. We, want, we would love for them to be with our team for the entirety of their career. Peyton Manning, for instance – Peyton Manning was a quarterback. I was, I started learning about football. And then as he got, as he started to like, progress and get better, I started to really understand football at a different level than I was when I was nine, 10, 11 years old. Next thing I know, 20, I think 2011, he had the injury. He was out for the entire year. Right. Then 2012, he was gone. Now, my years may be mixed no, up. You're but I think 2012, he, he was, Denver. yes, he was gone. And that same time period, he left. Dallas Clark left. I mean, there was like eight to 10 guys that were part of the Colts franchise that at the same time, Tim Ursay was like, um, guys, you're gone. Bye, bye. We're we're starting over because I think at that time Polian was already gone, mm-hmm. and so it was a tie, I think it was a time between Polian and Rickson coming in, and so it's like what what's going on. So it kind of now now granted I still rooted for Peyton when he went to Denver and he was in Denver. He won his rings and things like that. Uh, won a ring, two Super Bowl appearances, won a ring there. Um, went off uh, on top, which is what we what we love for our, our favorite players. But it's but I, just like Paul George, and I want to pay Manning the same thing. I want these guys to be with one team for the entirety of their career. One thing that pained me a lot, I think one of you two is a Patriots fan. When Reggie Wayne left the Colts and decided to go to spring, not spring training, um, training camp with New England, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Oh, your whole career they are right here <laughs> and they are beating us in the playoffs and in regular season battles all over the place. It took Peyton Manning, I think, until tw- 2007. Playoff 2006 season 20, 2007 playoffs for him to actually get over that hump. And when he got over that hump, getting to the Super Bowl against the Bears, it seemed like, like easy because we had had so many battles with the Patriots. And then right. he leaves. He's not with the Colts anymore. They didn't resign him. And then he goes to the Patriots. He could have gone to any other team. There's 32 teams in the NFL. Uh, you take the Colts away. There's 31. You could have gone to anybody, you could have gone to thirty other teams and you decide to go to the team that defeats you and that beats you. Ultimately he didn't stay there long. He was a, one of my Patriots fans said, if you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen, that's basically what it was. Like yeah. I don't understand. I don't I, I know it's more <laughs> details and Belichick's training camps are very intense. His practices are different, but I mean it's it's kinda like how I view it. Like I want players, the good ones, the yeah. elite ones, to stay with my team their entirety of their career. I know it's an old thought process, but Julie, you may agree. Like you don't want guys to leave your team if they're really, really good.
2: Well, I had a similar situation. It was a touch worse than yours because I had David Harris go to the Patriots, and he actually played a few games for him. Oh yes, no! Did.
1: Yes, he did. David Harris <laughs> so signed with exactly us, but when we had going, that shit hurts me. And then uh, <laughs> we got the Row Revis too. Well, that was worse. That was a lot worse. And he won a Super Bowl with us. That was, but uh, um, you know, with in regards to Reggie Wayne coming to us when we signed him, I was excited. I knew it was in the back end of his career, but you know what? During training camp, he just couldn't take what we were doing so he he packed it up and I think you know what I think he signed Jay I think it was to play with Brady and then he just realized you know what wow this is hard I don't want to do this no more
0: Well, keep in mind, keep in mind, I know, I know what I mentioned earlier, he did have an injury that previous yeah, he year yes, he that derailed him, and so he was coming off of an injury, and he was recovering at that time as well, so that was the first time he had probably had any type of like football practice or football skill drills with another team, and you go from Peyton Manning, you go from the Coastal franchise, you know what Peyton has done his entire career, actually I think he was with Luck a little bit too, and then you go right to Tom Brady, so I get you want to go from one top quarterback to another, but there's a guy that runs a whole, basically runs the whole organization of the, the, the GM and the head coach at Belichick. It's like, Hey, not everybody is able and is fit when they come here to stick here. And we see not everybody was with him. Um, real quick, um, Bobby, were you surprised to go back to like sports things going, going on right now? It was a little a fun segue to get away from baseball and what's going on just to reminisce a little bit, but were you surprised that the NFL hasn't made any comments about postponing the start of the regular season
1: no I think that they're so far away like right now if this was like if it's this pandemic started to get crazy around the summer like July you would hear about it the one thing the NFL does not want to do the NFL is a multi-billion dollar organization the one thing they don't want to do is cancel the season right now and lose out on around five or six billion dollars oh no so the one thing I'm surprised about is they're keeping a positive mindset. They're going to do everything to be safe. They didn't cancel free agency, thank God. They didn't cancel the draft. They modified it. The draft was a bit unorthodox this year, but it worked. And they just announced a couple um, – a couple. actually, this morning, that the NFL um, training camp is going to happen as scheduled in July. So that's a big plus. They're staying positive. They're doing everything they can. Are they of course, talking the fans government. Fans saying,
2: I'm sorry? They're talking fans with the training camp?
1: No, they haven't brought that up yet. But I do have some news. I could tell you guys some insider news right now in regards to football. The Dolphins have come up with a plan to have fans in the stands. So Florida is one of the states that has eased the stay at home order. Julian, this goes to you too, brother. Miami is not opening up yet. That's what I found out today. That's a problem. Uh, yeah, so, a problem. yeah, so we'll talk about that after this. But oh, as God. of right now, Florida is in reopening process except three uh, parts, Miami-Dade, Bowden, and West Palm Beach as of right now. So Miami in September, they're anticipating things will be a little bit back to normal since Florida's stay-at-home orders expired today and they're opening up. Miami, I expect them within a couple weeks to open up slowly before June starts in my opinion what they're doing in Miami is they built these different exits and entrances so social distancing could happen they're only allowing 15,000 people at the stadium as of right now that could change I'm told that the Buccaneers will do the same so that's a plus up here in regards to MetLife Stadium where Julian and I are from for Jets and Giants I have not heard anything about that as of right now they will play football games without fans. They are doing everything and anything possible that they could have fans in the stands. Because I think we could all agree, football games without screaming fans is weird. It's, it's just watching, watching. I'm a big wrestling fan. Watching WWE at their performance center with uh, no fans is boring. I don't even, I'm, I'm starting not to even watch it that much anymore.
2: What about artificial oh.
1: crowd noise? You think they could look at something like that? We and, it like- oh, they could. I think they should too, because watching a game, watching a football game without hearing fans, especially in the fourth quarter when it te- when your team is down by a touchdown or three points and you're going on a winning drive, and, and I'll give Julian an example. Um, Mims makes a huge 50-yard grab, and you hear. I, I want to hear fans screaming. I don't want to hear fans screaming during that that uh, instant, but. That's what you want, but the thing today, reading about Miami and also getting into Miami real quick, I don't need to get off guard. Rest in peace, Don Shula, who passed away today um, yes. at 90 years old. One of the best coaches in NFL history. But, Definitely, absolutely. But what they're doing in the NFL is they're staying positive. They're working on ways that football could still be played. Um, I, in my opinion, I feel like they didn't make a comment about canceling the season because it's so far ahead. But if things aren't getting better in July, I think you'll hear in the depths of summer, then you'll hear about them delaying things but
0: i agree yeah i'm
1: I'm not surprised Roger goodell Roger Goodell and the NFL front office they're all about money six five six billion dollar organization yearly. They don't want to lose out on a billion dollars, and no, I'm not surprised they they want it. the NFL is huge for America. We do, and I speak for everybody. We don't want football not being played in September. What are we going to watch? College football is already in jeopardy. The NFL is not, hopefully. But I can say this real quick, and I'm sorry to keep rambling. No, you're good. you're good. You're um, good. College football is in huge jeopardy. I'm told that if things don't clear up soon, they might cancel the entire year. And if they don't play college football, NFL games will be played on some on Saturdays.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Easily. Um Interesting you say that because I recently heard an interview with SEC Commissioner um, Greg Sankey. He was on the Dan Patrick Show and also did a radio show um, interview down in Jacksonville, I believe. And he made a comment about, well, Dan Patrick was asking him about this very thing. Will there be fans in the stands? And, Julian, I'm able to get some of your feedback here with this as well. Um, He made a comment about how there may be fans in the stands, but just in a modified version. And so if you have, let's say they cap you at half capacity, you can have you and your family possibly together, or there may be you and then a seat in between you, but there's going to be a whole spread out. And so the, the crowd being there, that may pump in some crowd noise. Um, I think Julian, you asked that question, but it is, it is, it is a, a, an odd, odd alternative. But it is maybe it may be a good alternative to at least have some type of fan aspect there because yeah, pumping and crowd noise is one thing, Julian. But you know, there's nothing like playing a game in front of uh, in front of fans.
1: I
2: know it just sucks. I'm just trying to think of ways to like try to uh, make up the difference, but. Obviously, we need even without fans, we're both ready to see sports come back. it's going to be weird, but we're ready to embrace the weirdness, the same thing with yep. the baseball season, whatever it might bring with all these divisions and stuff when it might not even be the same. Italy play might be completely gone. It might just be everyone in the same league, like who knows what they're going to do, but we need something back in terms of fans. it's just a wait and see game. We don't know what's going to happen with that. But for college, I actually heard some positive news as well, that Arizona and Texas were opening campuses, I think, for the students in time for the semester. So maybe the college will have a shot. I don't really know that much about it. I haven't looked that much into it yet. But we're going to have to see. It's definitely more trouble in the NFL, though, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, with college football, you have campuses, you have commissioners. Um, you have coaches, um, really no governing body for Division A football, your big schools. And so it's a little bit different than um, the other schools that are there. Um, but it is, it is different. But I, th- I think it could work. I also saw University of Arkansas, they're planning on playing a um, regularly scheduled game. I think their first game September 5th. So they're, they're planning on scheduling um, and playing that game right at that time, which I, I think you can't, with it being, with this being, what is it, May 4th, um, may the 4th be with you, and then everything starts Labor Day, Labor Day weekend. <laughs> um, when everything starts Labor Day weekend, um, you can't. And kind of uh, prepare now to prepare on time. And if you can't prepare on time, you can have, prepare to have a backup plan. But ultimately, your main goal is to prepare on time. Real quickly, guys, this has been fun. Um, Julian, Bobby, I appreciate you guys coming on, kind of going back you and forth, it. chopping it. it up Thank a little you, bit. Um, I have a little rapid fire I mentioned to you guys. I have nine different questions. Um, I'm going to go Bobby, then Julian, and then um, do that same thing for all nine. Just give me the first thought that comes into your head. At the end of this, um, you guys both can go um, and promote yourselves, promote the show, things you guys are doing and things like that. Bobby, question number one, then Julian, just go right after him. First thought or question that comes into your head when you hear this thing. Favorite stadium you've been to?
1: Is it baseball or football? Don't matter. Favorite stadium I've been to? It's a two-way tie between Gillette Stadium for New England and Wrigley Field. For
2: me, it's a PNC Park, and uh, I really like Camden Yards for baseball. I'm a big baseball stadium guy as well. We can definitely talk more about that later on.
0: Julian, stick with you. And then Bobby, right after that, favorite baseball player?
2: Favorite baseball player? Wait, You're going to be surprised, Jason Giambi. Hmm, okay. I can get down with that. Bobby, favorite, favorite, favorite baseball, baseball
1: player? player of all time is going to be third cheater.
0: Um, Bobby, sticking with you, favorite vacation spot?
1: Favorite vacation spot? Bahamas. I like it. Nothing Julian? Like it, my favorite
2: vacation spot. Um, Bahamas is a good choice, honestly. I like Florida and California for the states, but Atlanta still is still my favorite vacation of all time, so I'm going to go with Bobby's.
0: Julian, a place you want to go but have never been?
2: Um, you Bobby actually said it before, Wrigley Field. Oh, you've never been to
1: Wrigley? Uh- no, nah, not yet.
0: Okay, okay. Bobby, what about you?
1: Place I've never been. I would really like to see at
0: PNC Park. A job in sports you would love to have, Bobby?
1: I would love to either be the Patriots play-by-play radio broadcaster or the next Adam Schefter, ESPN Insider.
0: Okay. Julian, same thing.
2: I would want to mirror what Bobby did, except I want to do something like Rosenthal and pass him for MLB.
0: Okay. Do you have a, Do you have a network you you like you prefer to work for, or just it doesn't matter?
2: I kind of want. I wouldn't mind doing my own thing potentially, like being a solo worker, maybe I don't know, or like doing something like my own brand with my company or something. I would do ESPN or MLB Network. I mean, ESPN. I don't know. It's not the same anymore. I'd probably prefer to network if I had to choose networks, or actually, real guest network about both of them, honestly.
0: Okay. Okay. And then Bobby, same thing. I didn't ask you that one, but if you had a network you could choose to be like an insider, who would you, what network would you decide to work for?
1: Well, ESPN, I do agree with Julian. It's not the same. It's a lot has changed. I would love to replace Adam Schefter. He's the GOAT. It would be hard to replace him, but I would go for NFL Network. I think their their coverage is second to none. They do a great job. And what my love of football, what better way to n- nonstop football every day for the NFL Network.
0: Bobby, a game you would love to attend from any sport.
1: A game Super Bowl any Super Bowl Julian
2: (laughs) I want to go to the World Series or Super Bowl
1: okay this is
0: gonna be a
2: little bit different
0: uh, because I've realized you guys are both Yankees fans who would you if you could pick Julian if you could pick the World Series matchup who would you like to pick for this for this upcoming season
2: I've been wanting this one since last year, maybe even a little bit before. Yankees and Dodgers fans have been coming to an alliance lately, and I'm totally down for a Yankees-Dodgers World Series.
1: <laughs> Bobby, same thing. Yeah, it's the same. I agree. It's Yankees-Dodgers, it's 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 box office.
2: We want. It would be great for this year, too. We need something to really help the ratings and save all the slop. Yankees-Dodgers World Series has to happen.
0: Oh, that'd be amazing, man. It'd be amazing. West you got to think
2: it's
1: West Coast.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, let's, say, let's say baseball comes back. Um, in July, 4th of July weekend, around that same time. And then you get Bay- and you get Dodgers, Yankees, World Series, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving time period. You have football. You have college football conference conference games, assuming everything starts on time. Um, but then you also have the World Series. That'll be a ratings bonanza. I mean, everyone's going to be vying to try to get that game, get those games. I think Fox gets that. But you also know Fox does stuff with the Big Ten, uh, Pac-12, uh, things like that. So that would be amazing for Fox to get that. World Series that weekend. Thanksgiving weekend, everybody's at home. If you don't want to watch college football, you can definitely watch a World Series if it's the the Yankees and the Dodgers. Two more very quickly. Bobby, who would win in a game of one-on-one? Michael Jordan or LeBron James?
1: Michael Jordan all day. Michael Jordan's different, man. That guy, that's a different breed. Michael Jordan, and after watching the last dance, this guy is different. I've never seen anybody like Michael Jordan. Nobody's better than Michael Jordan. The only person I'll compare Michael with who would ha- Who Michael would struggle with is Kobe. Rest in peace,
0: Julian. Same thing. Who would win in a game of one on one?
1: I gotta give the nod to MJ as well. I know a bunch
2: of current people want to go LeBron. We never saw MJ play, but you gotta respect the goat. It's me. It's Jordan.
0: Yeah. Uh, real quickly, he, uh, Bobby, you mentioned it. Unfortunately, he's no longer here. Kobe Bryant, Julian. Give me one of your. Give me your favorite memory of Kobe Bryant's career, and then Bobby, right after that.
2: It was hard to choose, but my favorite one is his last game when he just dropped 60 points. I would expect so Like he was playing really poorly and they were just feeding the ball. He kept getting buckets. I was at a bar with some friends just watching. I'm like, wow, he's going to go out and do this. And then he went out and he dominated his last game. And that's the lasting memory that he left us with. And that was my favorite. Although the titles and championships are obviously more significant, but
1: just the way he left is really cool to me.
0: It is. It is. Probably the same thing.
1: Uh, everything Julian said was great. One th- one memory for me that stands out is he tore his Achilles and still f- shot his free throws. That just it's that one, that that's just you just tore your Achilles. One of the worst things to ever happen to you, and he all he thought about was get me to the free throw line and I'm gonna make these shots. It's the Mamba mentality. The guy was just different too. He was him and Michael Jordan were just were kind of built from the same thing i mm-hmm. i felt they're very very similar and they're champions in every way it, it it's still a shock to me that and seeing kobe bryant last night got me choked up i'm like gee this is probably one of the last interviews this guy ever did it's 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 really sad but seeing kobe bryant and everything he did was amazing but to me you tear your achilles you're getting up. Your first thought is get to the back. No, his first thought is get me to that free throw line and let me shoot these two shots. It's it, all about the team. People wanted to knock him, that he was self-centered. I don't think so at all. I think the guy was a winner. He's a team player. And you just saw how he was a father, how he was a girl, the girl dad stuff he said, just how great of a father he was, great of a person. It, it's, there's nobody like Kobe Bryant. There'll never be anybody like him.
0: One thing I'll always remember about that scenario you just played out where he got way towards Achilles, made the two free throws, he walked off the court. I mean, we see, I'm not trying to, and I'm not, when I say this, I'm not trying to knock guys at all. LeBron James, Paul Pierce, guys that have gotten hurt and that have literally been carried off of the court. And this guy here, he just tours Achilles. Like you said, one of the worst things that ever happened to ever happen to an athlete, he hits the free throws doesn't move after he shoots him because he knows that if he moves, it's just more pain oh, yeah. to himself because he, he has to get his feet back in the proper position and then walks off the court. I mean, you know, you don't see stuff like that. I mean, you have, Clay, I mean, one more, one more thing before we get out of here, guys, basketball is my thing. Clay Thompson towards, A, uh, towards ACL uh, in NBA finals. He wanted to keep playing. He's like, Hey, I don't care what, I don't care if I can't run side to side. If I can still go forward and I can still attempt to jump, Hey, I'm going to keep playing. So you're, you're exactly correct. Different type of guy. Um, another memory that people um, will always remember, remember Kobe Bryant for because of his uh, desire to always compete and his desire to always prove you wrong mentally. He knew he already won the mental battle because he knew he was tougher than you. Um, really quickly, guys, Bobby, Julian, this has been fun. I don't care which one. I don't care who does this. You guys can argue about this right now. Promote yourselves. your show what you guys are doing. Your stuff on Twitter and things like that. How can people connect with you if they would like to?
2: Okay, so our YouTube channels, GNT Sports Talk with the acronym in it. It's the same thing as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. For Twitter and Instagram, it's GT Sports Talk Two. My personal Twitter is Julian Gallardi One. And right now, I'm just trying to do the baseball stuff, staying on top of it, trying to prepare myself for the season starts. I'm starting to try to like think of some stuff. Bobby is also helping me behind the scenes with a lot of stuff. We're going to be having a lot of podcasts for baseball, so that's what we're looking for with the baseball side of things. Bobby.
1: So. My personal Twitter, because we have all of our uh, G and T social media. My personal Twitter is btoms one And Julian and I are working diligently with baseball content. I'm working with football content as well. I got a few articles I want to post on social media within the upcoming weeks. The NFL schedule is coming out this Thursday. Julian and I we're going to talk about having a show about the schedule release coming up soon. And what Julian and I do is. You're getting two guys, two best friends who love sports. This is our life. And we we've, we've, we put together something that came together in a garage. A thought came in a garage, which yeah. is a couple feet from where Julian is right now. And we, <laughs> and we brainstormed what we could do. We, our first videos, we were a bit raw. And now Julian and I got a year and a half, two years under our belt. Of what we wanted to do And I feel like we've made Huge strides We've met wonderful people Jay We met you through social media Doing this We appreciate it We love it We want yeah, to Interact you, with Anybody no And everybody We want to interact We want We love meeting new people We Have made so many Much great friends At Yankee Stadium Um Through social media Twitter has become A huge part of me And Julian's life <laughs> It's yeah, Yankees Twitter runs deep. Yankees Twitter <laughs> runs deep for both of us right now. I actually started up a Patriots Twitter that's starting to gain some momentum. But it's really, I, I just love meeting new people. I'm a per, Julian and I are very personal people. We could sit down at someone's house and drink a, and have a few cold ones to talk and watch a game and all that. We love it. We just want to get everyone's feedback. We appreciate everybody's feedback. That's one thing we value. We want to know what people are talking about. We want to know what your thought process, how could we make our content better? That's what we want to do. We're not content with anything we're doing. We're, we're, the one thing we are, we win a championship. All we're thinking about the next morning is, oh, let's go get that next one. That's, all, that's the way we are. We're, that's, Julian and I grew up and went to high school together, middle school, and all we did was talk about sports together. The only team Julian and I have that we like is the same as the Yankees. With football, it's not the same. We bicker back and forth. It's a great friendly rivalry but that's what oh, we you want know
2: to do. Really me me Patriots Jets I'm getting bollied over here year after year. <laughs> hey, <laughs>
0: man, you, hey man you could be a, you could be a Colts fan like me the Colts can play with the Jets occasionally the, the Patriots have been dominating the Colts since gosh I think since Manning left maybe like oh yeah. nine I don't think was the last time the Colts them, won. When,
1: when Andrew Luck was the quarterback you guys were like oh and six. Dude you, yeah, you
0: guys Luck dominated hard, us. Though completely dominated us. It was bad. I remember AFC championship, the deflate gate game. Um Bob Kravitz, writer here in Indianapolis, wrote that. And going into that game, like, oh, we have a shot. We have a chance to win. Deflating the balls or not, no matter what you what side of the fence you are on that on that debate there, there was no chance of the Colts winning that game at all. <laughs> there was not.
1: Even Dwayne Allen said that. He said the ball could have been a bar of soap and we would have won. We if you got that game that night was just it it just seemed that nothing went right for you guys. The Patriots defense looked great. Andrew Luck, the one thing I feel like Belichick did is I think Belichick got in his head a little bit before it started, and it just never seemed – Andrew Luck, there was one game a couple years ago where you guys almost had us, but the turnovers were a problem, and with Andrew Luck, we just confused him. That's one thing Belichick liked to do is confuse him, and listen – my hat, I, I liked Andrew Luck. I think he retired way too young, but the, his injuries were just really, really bad. Um, But, yeah, it was it was something.
0: Guys, it's been fun. Bobby, Julian, we can do this like any time. Thank Thanks for coming on the JTMS Podcast, guys. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you, brother. Take have it easy. Night.
0: Wow. That could not have been scripted any Better. And I'm not talking about the conversation and I would switch from talking about baseball and focusing on the other two gentlemen bringing their insight to flipping to me. Not that part. The parts I'm talking about is how baseball news, a guy in Jillian who loves baseball, a guy in Bobby who talks baseball, a guy in myself who talks sports. We had the opportunity to come on a podcast and talk about news shortly after it broke. And honestly, when I had when I had brought these gentlemen on. I had already talked about, I had already told them, baseball is a topic, guys. Baseball is what we're going to talk about during this conversation. But what happened was, prior to that happening, some news broke and it brought excitement, not just to myself, not just to Bobby, but to Julian as well. And that's one thing I love, think on your toes, be ready to adapt. You never know what's going to be thrown at you. I remember when Cody Gwynn was on the podcast, who will be on the podcast again, Before the month is over, I believe it's before the month is over, It actually in a couple weeks now, when Cody Graham was on, it was NFL free agency time when all those signings were happening one after another, after another, after another, after another. And I remember when Cody was on the podcast, we were talking about his broadcasting career, some things that he had uh, embarked upon in, in his broadcasting career, calling play-by-play of high school games, things like that, things that he had looked forward to, and things like that with broadcasting. And then all of a sudden, as soon as we switched to NFL free agency, I forget the player that was signed at that time. You can go back and listen to that episode, Do so you know exactly what I'm talking about. But there was a player that got signed as soon, literally, less than five minutes before we switched to, to free agency talk and we had to think in our toes, we had to adapt, we just had to roll with the flow, roll with the punches and that's what I love about podcasting, you never know what's going to happen, you never know what's going to happen in sports, sometimes curveballs get thrown at you, sometimes news gets thrown at you, sometimes it brings a smile to your face, sometimes it brings a frown to your face, but that news that brings a smile to your face, ultimately when it hits your phone, it makes you very, very happy just like it made Julian, Bobby and myself, when we heard that there's a possibility of baseball coming back around the 4th of July. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Jay Stevens Podcast. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Stevens 7 If you are not on Twitter, you would love to connect with the podcast. Send your emails to JSTEVENSPOD at gmail.com. Remember to always subscribe, rate, and review. It's a great way for people that searching for new podcasts to listen to, to come across this one. Then remember to always get the word out about the podcast via word of mouth. The things that we enjoy in life, we're more willing and somewhat wired to tell other people about. So no if this was your first episode or if you have been listening since episode one, be sure to let people know about the podcast. This has been episode 91 of the J.C.M. Podcast. I'll see you next time.